Next on BYU Sports Nation, game day for BYU basketball, and it carries massive implications. Can the Cougars vote the Dons off the WCC second-place island? But is tonight's game even the biggest game of the week for BYU hoops? And BYU football announces a game with another in-state foe. What's the value of this game? We're blazing trails. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Brian Logan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Thursday, February 21st, wherever and however you're connected. It's a ball night. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with a man who had a three-second memory as a defensive back, Brian Logan. That's right. Yep. And it's not because of concussions, ladies and gentlemen. It's because you have to have a very short memory. Good or bad, you must stay even keeled. Just like on this show when I mess up. You have a three-second memory on this show as yep. well. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You've carried that over. <laughs> yep, carry it over, man. I, actually, I just carry it over in life in general. You know, you mess up. You erase, you remove, you know, move on from the situation. You watch film, get some coaching, take it as a mental note, and then you make sure that you apply it moving forward. Can that's you, how you gain. That's how you get to perfection, right there. Can you imagine film review just for life things? All right, let's take a look at what happened here. Yeah, I never go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I got to take a test. See, coach, what happened was we went to the game. I missed his test. So I got to take tests during this specific. Film study. Your yes. body language was all wrong. Yeah, right. Yeah. Why did you say that? <laughs> Come on. Yes. Life film review. Uh, who wants to sign up for that? Here's today's show lineup. He's a BYU fan. Go Cougars. Yes, Dave Odom. And the former ACC Coach of the Year joins us in 15 minutes. He coached Tim Duncan in college, Brian. Hmm, I know Tim that. Duncan. Nice. It tells us why the Cougars have sunshine and beaches on their mind on a winter's day. It's a tight race as we come down the stretch with our and one picks. Can Jerem retake the lead tonight? We'll discuss in 30 minutes. He's not here, so I don't think his points should count as much today. And BYU women's <laughs> basketball continuing to strengthen their NCAA tournament resume. They're in as a nine seed and not one of the last four teams in, just firmly in. Assistant coach Ashley Garfield in studio in 40 minutes to tell us what has led to the turnaround for BYU since that three-game losing streak? Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. As mentioned, it's a ball night. BYU men's basketball hosting San Francisco tonight at the Marriott Center. Remember, and I know most of you do, the Cougars lost by 19 earlier this season in San Francisco, 82-63. But head coach Dave Rose doesn't exactly want to focus on the revenge factor. I think it's really important that that we play, we keep the same mindset of how we're playing. We're playing with a lot of trust in each other and we're playing for each other. I think that we share the ball well, but there's a little bit of revenge factor in this and I don't want that to be the motivating force of how we play. Interesting. Hmm. Very interesting. Tonight's game tips at 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain on BYU TV. Pre-game coverage starting at 8 Eastern if you're listening on BYU Radio. Get some revenge. That's from a fan and a former player. BYU football announces that they will play Dixie State on November 12th, 2022 at LaBelle Edwards Stadium. The game will be the first meeting of the two teams. Dixie recently made the jump to the FCS level as an independent team. 
the Trailblazers like coming that. to Provo, Utah. I like that, man. Brenna Chase of BYU Women's Basketball named to the NCAA.com Women's Basketball Starting Five for the week of February 13th through the 19th. Alert. The Starting Five recognizes standout performances. Chase had a combined 38 points, shot 61-plus percent from the <laughs> three-point line in BYU's critical wins against Portland and their first ever win as a member of the WCC in Spokane against number 13 Gonzaga. Chase hoping to lead the Cougars to another big performance on Saturday against San Diego for Eastern Two Mountain Live on BYU TV. BYU baseball plays Texas A&M, Corpus Christi tonight in the Clayburg College Classic. Cougars will be hoping to bounce back from Monday's loss against Cal. The game will be broadcast live on BYU Radio locally in Utah on 107.9 FM at 7 p.m. Eastern. Shep Dizzle living that baseball life. Go, Shep. Go, Shep. You the man. Get busy. (laughs) (laughs) Words that have never been uttered. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. BYU and San Francisco tonight for what feels like that firm second-place bid. The Super Bowl! It's Fascinating Bowl. matchup between these two teams. A lot on the line for both sides. We'll get into the details of that in just a moment. That said, Brian, as big as the San Francisco game is for BYU tonight, there's the number two team in the country awaiting BYU in Spokane on Saturday. And after Duke lost last night, Gonzaga is on the cusp of becoming the nation's top-ranked team again. So which game is more important for BYU, tonight against San Francisco or Saturday at nearly number one Gonzaga? You got you to make me try to you know, persuade me in the decision by emphasizing using some key words behind Gonzaga. I saw what you did there, man. But you're not going to get me, Spencer. Nope. I'm going to go with the normal, traditional one game at a time, which I hate doing. I hate doing that, man. You're not a player anymore. It goes against my character and all that is, you know, made of me, my DNA, et cetera. But when you look at the conversations that we had, right, over the last couple weeks, which was – you know, can can they finish four and one? And you know, you thought maybe three and two, lo- losing a road game, and and we knew that Gonzaga was gonna that was gonna be a guaranteed loss. But now, and and, and I couldn't bring this up because you were gone. But I told I told Jerem that I said with you they're gonna go four and one. You did say I did, this. I, I did say that. You did say this. And so, with all that being said, man, and and when you look at the opportunity that um, San Francisco has, they essentially just need to go four and zero, oh, right? And and BYU needs to. Uh, Win the home games. Yeah, exactly. And I said last last show I was on, if BYU can do what they do and let Gonzaga do what they do, they'd be fine. So, with that being said, this is the the game. This is the biggest game versus Gonzaga. I want so badly to say it's Gonzaga and Spokane because of what BYU's done there in the recent past, winning three of the last four. And keep in mind, BYU has beaten Gonzaga – twice when they have been in the top three. Mm, mm. Four years ago, Gonzaga was ranked number three. And two years ago, Gonzaga was undefeated and ranked number one. So BYU has been there before, but there's this feeling that this Gonzaga team is even better than the undefeated number one ranked team the Cougars knocked off. So the win win would be better, sweeter. Is that what you're saying? Certainly. But the question is, which game is more important? Not which win would mean more. Which game is more important for BYU? And it has to be San Francisco because of what's on the line tonight. 
BYU has a chance to essentially solidify the second seed in the West Coast Conference Tournament and a bye all the way to Monday in Las Vegas. San Francisco, on the other hand, Brian, they haven't been to the NCAA Tournament since 1998. It's been 20 years. I was like 11. It's been more than 20 years. We're in 2019 now. They've only been to one NCAA tournament in almost four decades. So they have a ton on the line. If they want to bolster their NCAA tournament resume and stay at-large eligible, they have to beat BYU tonight. And if the Cougars want that second seed, you think they have to beat the Dons Well, tonight. And that's, and that's, a, that's a lot to, to think about when you go outside of the, the, the question, right? The only thing I, I think of with BYU and, and, and Gonzaga being a, a more important game is just being – is BYU having an opportunity – to make progress from the last game, go into some, you know, go into the tournament with some confidence, um, and and continue to ride that momentum off of what they've already built on. Um, but again, man, when you look at San Francisco and what what's at stake, and like you said, them years I was 10, 11, I don't know, playing Pokemon or something like that. It's it's on it's on it's on and cracking, man. It's on and cracking, but. And there is a revenge factor, right? Oh, they're 100%. I don't care, coach. I love you, but I don't care what you I don't care what you guys say. It's to me and players, it's it's revenge, man. And and when when you look at BYU and, and the two things that they have to do tonight against the Dons, one, avenge us. Avenge us. Players, please do that for us, the fans, former players, alumni. Number two, like an episode of Survivor, essentially vote USF. Off the island <laughs> in the battle for the second seed at the WCC Conference Tournament. So, Spencer, with that being said, is tonight's game more important for BYU or USF? Well, let me point out the fact that the show's title is BYU Sports Nation, Brian. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to, I don't know, lean the direction of BYU. <laughs> the Cougars have a massive opportunity to lock in a bye to Monday. They want to avoid Gonzaga as long as possible in Las Vegas, and they want to rest as much as they can, and the road to do that is beating San Francisco tonight and getting to Monday at the Orleans Arena. Yes, this game is more important for BYU in all things BYU. That said, my friend, if you're a fan of the West Coast Conference and you're thinking, hmm, how can the League guarantee they get two teams into the NCAA tournament. Mm -hmm. Right now, San Francisco winning at BYU would be a quadrant one victory and would absolutely boost San Francisco's at-large hopes. Mm -hmm. So, Hopes, Hopes. keyword, hopes. From a WCC perspective, you think, oh, you root for San Francisco because you want to guarantee or at least come closer to guaranteeing two teams get in. This is BYU Sports Nation. Right there. Mm Mm-hmm. We care about the Cougars. Mm-hmm. We want to see BYU do what's best for BYU. So the yeah. game is more important for the Cougars tonight because everything they've been through, they have a chance to essentially start fresh and get to the tournament as the two seed. Just handle business tonight. Yeah, man. You know, it's I I, I, I see where you're coming from, man. And obviously, I I, I want BYU to win. Duh. But I kind of feel like it's more important for San Francisco. <laughs> There's an argument there. I just gave it to you. I mean, yeah, you, you, did. you did. And if you didn't say that prior, I don't know how much I would, you know, uh, would, 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 would choose this answer. But, I mean, there's, I, there's a lot in, in regards to the perception um, of, of the program when it comes to 
the momentum, right, and, and taking these steps to – because, you know, when you're building a program, it doesn't happen overnight, right? And, and when you can have a season like they're having and continue to build, you think about recruiting, et cetera, et cetera, and, and the opportunity lies in front of you tonight – um, you know, I, 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 I choose San Francisco, man. And they're coming. You look at the last game, man. It's, there's a lot of confidence. There's a lot of swag. And that brings me to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. USF had four players score in double figures in game one. Four. They were rolling. Four. So not only do you have the team morale and the confidence up, but you got four individual players that are like, Psh, yeah, man, last time I, I, we played these chumps, you know, I did, 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 I did that, I did, I did whatever I wanted. Like, we're going to do it again. It's game two. We're going to turn it up five, five another notches. We're about to get lit with no lighter, and we're going to go win this game. That's, to me, why I believe this is right here a very important game, more important for them than BYU. Frankie Ferrari, Jamari Bouye. Matt McCarthy, Charles Minlin, all in double figures for the Dons. I'm telling you, they can ball. And they haven't forgotten what they let slip away last year in Provo. BYU was down seven with under a minute to go. The Cougars and Elijah Bryant hit a three in the last seconds to Mm -hmm. tie the game up. BYU eventually won that in overtime. This is a massive game. I cannot wait. I'm super excited. I can't wait either, man. For this contest. I'm I'm trying to get courtside tickets to I hope you can help me out. I hope you know somebody. <laughs> I do. I know like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 13. And I hope you know somebody <laughs> to help us give some insight into what BYU football is doing in their new announcement of the scheduling philosophy they announced yesterday. This is according to Dixie State, the Trailblazers, and St. George, Utah, who have made the recent jump to FCS Division One Independence. Hey, Congrats. they're independent too. They're coming to Provo in November of 2022, Brian. So I ask you, what is the value? And is there value in scheduling FCS opponents, especially in November? There is for for BYU and for teams that have a very tough schedule. When you look at the SEC and the games and the the schedule week in, week out, it's brutal. And and these games are essentially bye weeks. Um, It's bye weeks where you can essentially say – we know that this is a win. We know we're about to win this, win this game. Our starters are going are gonna to come in, play the first two quarters, the first half. They're going to get some rest. We're going to have our younger guys get in and have some uh, opportunity to play. We're going to rest. So we're still going to, to, to brush up uh, and make sure that we're clean and, and, and sharp on certain uh, plays, on our overall game and skills. But essentially we are making sure that we are staying healthy and we're going to get some rest. So there's value there. When you look at schools like Alabama and LSU, those type of schools, they, they tend to do it in November just like BYU. Yes. And, and they tend to do it in the beginning of the season as well because we all say this as fans and analysts. We don't know a team and their identity offensively and defensively in, in, until about four weeks in, right? You iron out all the kinks and things like that. There's a lot of changes, and uh, that's when you can tell you know, who a team is. And that's what these schools do. I don't think BYU should do that only because the, the, the brutal schedule. You got an opportunity to knock down a giant like we did in Oklahoma, right? You got to take that opportunity. So I like scheduling these, these teams more on the back end where you can get some rest. 
Just schedule. I, I, you know, I don't. I don't think there's much to the argument of why are they doing it in November? Yes, every top tier SEC team schedules one of these FCS opponents in November. I'm fine with it, and it sets up BYU and Stanford the following week. I think this yeah. is a good move to try and uh, work out some kinks, or not so much work out kinks, but get healthy before healthy. the Stanford game. Yep. Brian, is there value in scheduling Utah in the opening game of the season? Countdown to the Utes. 189. 189 days away from the opening of the 2019 college football season for BYU. Our question of the day, back to basketball. How would you best describe your level of confidence as the Cougar Hoopsters host San Francisco tonight? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At WD Heath 40 answers on Twitter. As confident as Ivan Drago facing Apollo Creed. Ooh. Hashtag BYUSN. That's that, yeah. Wow. That's not even, I can't even say that's confidence. That's BYU not. has not lost to a team that is not ranked in the top 10 at home. So they've got that going for them against San Francisco tonight. Hashtag BYUSN Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Coming up, what makes BYU Hoops an attractive ad to a high profile tournament next season? Dave Odom, former ACC Coach of the Year at Wake Forest, joins us next. He's in charge in part of the Maui Invitational and is going to give us some insight as to why BYU belongs in that tourney. Again, this is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU looks to extend their lead over the University of San Francisco as the Dons invade the Marriott Center, and they are also looking to get revenge. Sorry, Coach Rose. Tonight, and that game is live on BYU TV. Coverage begins at 9 p.m. Eastern. And you can also watch it on the app. Live from Studio B, this is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Brian Logan. Listen to BYUSN On Demand by downloading the BYU Sports Nation podcast. You can always watch the show whenever, wherever, and however you want. BYUSN.com. Our question of the day, how would you best describe your level of confidence as BYU hosts USF tonight? More of your replies with that hashtag BYUSN coming up, but not before we welcome in our first guest of the day, Dave Odom, former ACC Coach of the Year, a man who has done a lot to help grow the EA Sports Maui Invitational. He joins us live on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Coach, it's nice to have you back on the show. How are you? Oh, it's terrific. I always look forward to uh, kind of spending some time with you guys out there. You love basketball. We love BYU, and it's a perfect match. What makes BYU such an attractive addition to high-level tournaments like the Maui Invitational? Well, BYU, when you look at it historically, has been one of the top, I would say, generously, the top 20 basketball programs in the country year in and year out. I mean, they really are. Uh, uh, No matter what the year is, they're going, to, they're going to measure up, and they're going to play well. They're going to compete for their conference uh, championship, and, and they're, going to, uh, they're not afraid to jump on a plane and fly anywhere in the continental United States or, in our case, over across the uh, Pacific to, uh, to Maui. And when they go, they take two things with them. They take a good team that is well-coached, and they take a team – that is going to be followed by their supporters. Uh, and that's very important to us in Maui, that, that um, teams that we bring over there are going to bring fans and lots of them. BYU qualifies there. 
Hey, Coach, this is Brian. Nice to phone meet you. <laughs> you you <laughs> just mentioned uh, one of the things that was attractive to, to BYU in selecting them, but what are some of the other uh, things that you guys are looking for, and what goes into the actual process of selecting these teams? Well, uh, brand names are really important. Um, you know, we... Um, you know, when you look at our again our history, my history as a tournament chairman and person responsible for bringing the teams over, I always want to bring teams over that I can pretty well be assured that are going to be um, competitive uh, for championships when they come. Um, that's a difficult thing to do uh, because I am choosing, I'm inviting teams four and five years out. Um, but when you look at our history, um, you know, well, d- d- let's take a look at the, the, the coming uh, roster of teams that we're bringing over. Uh, in addition to BYU, we've got Kansas. That's a brand name. We've got Michigan State. That's a brand name. Uh, 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 Dayton has been over several times. Uh, at their level, they're a brand name. And then, you know, we go into the ACC, uh, Virginia Tech, Right now, and I took a shot at them with Buzz Williams coming. Uh, they, um, they're, I don't know, they won over 20 games this year. Uh, they expect to be very good again next year. Uh, that's a brand name. So I can go on and on and on like that. But Duke, North Carolina, those teams come every four years. Syracuse every four, four years. UCLA every four years. And I, I like, I like to put BYU uh, in that rotation if at all possible because again. Those teams are always going to be competitive, and that's important for us from a television standpoint and a, a product standpoint. But um, they also, all of those teams are going to bring large quadrants of, uh, of fans over. And I think, you know, and let, let's be honest when you look at television uh, games play, uh, televised from Maui, you rarely ever see a game that's not fully. Uh, supported on both sides uh, with with fans, and and that's really important to us. We don't want empty stands. Dave Odom, former ACC Coach of the Year, tournament chairman of the EA Sports Maui Invitational, with us on BYU Sports Nation. How do you determine the matchups for each of these teams once you get the eight clubs to the island and you want to put the best product, the most engaging product on TV and uh, on the floor for the fans that are there watching in person? Well, I can tell you, I do not seed them. Everybody thinks, well, what are we seeded or what is uh, Notre Dame seeded or whatever. I don't do that. I look at, um, it's again, it's my job to do this, but I, I try to get four compelling first-round games that make sense for television and for fan interest. Um, and I, so there's no reason to ask me who BYU is going to play next year because I don't know yet. I hadn't thought much about that. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, uh, that, that, that has become a little bit more difficult because uh, the rosters change so much with this one-and-done, uh, with the graduate transfer deal. BYU has a different situation in, in that, you know, you've got the mission uh, thing to deal with. And, you know, uh, Dave Rose right now is probably not really sure who's coming back uh, to be on his team. I'm sure he's He's thinking about it, but I usually wait until the 1st of July to start thinking about that. Uh, and then uh, I want to try to 
to have four compelling first-round games that please ESPN. I've been able to do that. And then uh, the second-round games kind of take care of themselves. And then beyond that, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a veritable free-fall because, uh, you know, I can't, I can't uh, plan on who's matching up beyond that first round. Let me correct myself. It is now the Maui Gym Maui Invitational. We got we got to get the sponsors go. right. Thank you for doing that. I don't want to put Thank you in you a hot spot. That. Yeah, come on, coach. coach you gotta you gotta you gotta fix that as soon as it happens. Don't let that. <laughs> I know you're nice and everything, but you don't don't let Spencer run over you like that. <laughs> well, Maui Gym uh, as a uh, product and as a sponsor and as a fellow partner in uh, the Maui Gym Maui Invitational. Uh, is very important to us, and you know we've got other partners, but none more important than Maui Gym. Coach, you had mentioned earlier, um, you guys don't want empty seats, and you guys want people in the, in the stands. So here's your opportunity to to make your pitch to all the BYU fans on why they should include a trip to Maui for uh, this this uh, this tournament. Well, uh, BYU, I, do, I really don't worry about BYU bringing fans. I know they're going to do that. Um, but uh, they've, they've got a tremendous advantage uh, in that BYU has fans everywhere, e- even on the islands uh, over there. There's a, there's a large contingent of BYU fans over there who, who actually are Mormons. Um, you know, you've got uh, University of Hawaii, BYU. And, and so uh, I, don't, I really don't worry about BYU uh, bringing fans, but I do want to encourage them uh, to contact uh, our website uh, as quickly as they possibly can. And it's what well, I'm talking about. It is it's MauiInvitational.com, uh, and it, it does give all of the important information uh, that they'll need to sign up. It, it, it'll talk about. Uh, hotel. It will talk about um, uh, the, the ticketing. It will talk about ground, ground transportation. It'll talk about um, airline reservations. Uh, just about everything that uh, they're going to need to have a pleasurable trip is going to be on our website. And we want to sell as many packages as we can. And uh, BYU, I know, is going to do their job in terms of you know, taking the compensatory uh, uh, packages that that are going to be available to the uh, uh, Cougars. Dave Odom, chairman of the Maui Gym Maui Invitational, with us on BYU Sports Nation, previewing why the Cougars are a good fit for that tournament uh, coming up in November of 2019. Coach, you know a thing or two about coaching. You've been through. It seems like everything, and certainly you've experienced a team that started slow. BYU started 8-7 and seven this season, and uh, the coaching staff and the players kind of scratching their heads, frustrated. Since then, they've gone 10-3 and three in conference and are firmly in second place behind number 2-ranked Gonzaga. What's the common denominator in helping a team turn the corner when they do start slow? Well, uh, in, in uh, BYU's case, I think the optimum word is patience. Um, Dave Rose knows this. I talked to him on the phone yesterday. He is very confident in that his team is, well, I think they won five in a row, he told me yesterday, but he's confident that they're going to continue uh, not only to win but to get better as they go along. Um, I think I think 
uh, I mean, it's, it's no secret that uh, Gonzaga uh, is uh, the team to beat in, in the league, but uh, BYU has been a team that has been very competitive with Gonzaga. St. Mary's, another team that you got to uh, that you've got to be concerned about. But uh, Dave told me yesterday that San Francisco may be as good as any of them outside of Gonzaga. So uh, you know you've got to be patient uh, when you when you're coaching in a place like uh, BYU because of the roster turnover each and every year. Now the one good thing about BYU is that. You know they are though their roster turns over. It turns over with some uh, older uh, players as they rotate back through from their mission uh, duties, and uh, he understands that as well. So it does take time, and this is the time of the year that you want your team to be heading towards peak performance. Uh, and as you head down to Las Vegas, uh, you want to be playing your very very best. Coach, you, you had mentioned patience as far as uh, one of the attributes with, with, with Dave Rose. Um, we understand greatness and what he's done for BYU and just the consistency that he brings. Um, as, as a coach, how um, uh, is, is Coach Rose able to be so consistent even with the challenges that he faces here at BYU? Well, uh, you know, he, he would be better uh, to answer that to me, but in my opinion, the first the best thing that he has going for him uh, is, is two, twofold. One, he has a, a dying love for basketball. I mean, he you know he went to the University of Houston. He played on all of those great teams out there. Played under uh, a great coach out there. Um, he's got he's got a real tie to those uh, those teams that the five slammer jamma deal. And he, he really loves basketball. But the second thing that he has that I think is really, really important is he has a real connection uh, to the university. Um, he is Mormon himself. Um, and so, you know, he it's like being, um, let's see, uh, let's, uh, Roy Williams is a native North Carolinian. So coaching at the University of North Carolina, where he graduated from, you know, he's got a natural connection there. And I think that's true of Dave Rose there in the state of uh, Utah. It's, uh, you know, his connection with the university and the fact that he's Mormon, his wife is, and, you know, they, they, that's where they want to be. So it's basketball and the fact that he's Mormon and, you know, he's uh, loyal to them. Dave, it's great to talk to you once again. Uh, I want to point out that, you helped convince Tim Duncan to stay all four years in college basketball. And uh, I know that every college basketball coach would hope for guys of that caliber to stay for four years. So if you have the magic ingredient, please share it with, uh, with Dave Rose and some of the other guys. <laughs> well, uh, we were at Wake Forest. We were lucky to have Tim for four years. We had some other good, good players to come along and, and players that were uh, really good to help him win those championships. But, uh, Again, uh, Tim uh, was true to us, and we appreciate that. Still love him, and uh, we followed him all his 19, I think it was, years at uh, uh, San Antonio. So, listen, look forward to seeing you guys. I know you all got your tickets punched already. We look forward to seeing you guys out in Maui come November, and we'll be pulling for the Cougars to be at their very best when they get there. I promise them a good first-round pairing. 
Fantastic stuff. Coach, uh, if you don't mind, one of our favorite drops on the show is you saying go Cougars. So can we get an updated 2019 version of you saying go Cougars? Yeah. Any Anytime I can possibly help that, I will. You know, I know that the Cougars are always growling and they're ready to go, so I can't wait to hear them when they get out to Maui, and I want to hear them say, go Cougars! Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Coach. Nice. Great to catch up with you. All right, guys. Take care. Talk to you soon. All righty. Dave Odom on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. I want that to be my ringtone my ring when somebody, <laughs> hey, somebody calls me. Go, go Cougars! Cougars. Coming up, Ashley Garfield tells us how the Cougars were able to complete the season sweep against Gonzaga. But next, the pressure is on. Can I extend my... Very slim one-point lead on Jeremy our and one competition. This is BYU Sports Nation. You may. I'm here. Saturday, the ninth-ranked BYU men's volleyball team hosts Grand Canyon at the Smith Fieldhouse. You can watch the match live on Saturday at 9 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV or the app, or actually go to the game. Yeah, you can do that, too. Let's keep it rolling, BYU Sports Nation, with part two of our headlines. BYU men's basketball hosting San Francisco tonight after losing to the Dons on the Hilltop by 19 earlier this season. However, head coach Dave Rose does not want that fact to lead in tonight's motivation factor for his team. I think it's really important that that we play, we keep the same mindset of how we're playing. We're playing with a lot of trust in each other and we're playing for each other. I think that we share the ball well. But there's a little bit of revenge factor in this, and I don't want that to be the motivating force of how we play. Tonight's game tips at 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Pre-game coverage starting at 8 Eastern on BYU Radio. BYU football announces that they will play Dixie State on November 12, 2022. That game is at Lavelle Edwards Stadium and will be the first meeting of the two. Congrats to Dixie State for recently making the jump to the FCS level as an independent team. Brenna Chase of BYU Women's Basketball named to the NCAA.com Women's Basketball Starting Five for the week of February 13th through the 19th. The Starting Five recognizes standout performances, which Chase certainly had, scoring a combined 38 points and shooting 61% from the three-point line and wins at Portland and at number 13 Gonzaga. Chase... Hoping to lead BYU to another decisive victory, but on their home floor against San Diego this Saturday, 4 Eastern, 2 Mountain Time on BYU TV. BYU baseball plays Texas A&M Corpus Christi tonight in the Clayburg College Classic. The Cougars will be hoping to bounce back from the Monday's loss against Cal. That game will be broadcast live on BYU Radio locally in Utah on 107.9 FM at 7 p.m. Eastern with your boy. Uh... Oh, yeah, Shep Tittle's going to be there. Oh, uh, Shep, that's uh, – okay, with my – sorry, with my boy, Shep. It's all right. It's okay. I kid. Of yeah, course Shep's my boy. Yeah, just, Come not, on, man. just not today. Okay, it's all right. <laughs> it's time for And One. Let's go. Picks, predictions, and one on BYU Sports Nation. Two picks. The first pick is worth two points if we get that one right. We can pick up an extra point with our second pick. Today, Brian – is picking for Jerem. Jerem has given him the details. So I'm going to uh, ask you to go first. Yes, pass me the ball. Thank Brian you. Brian slash Jerem. This is Jerem's picks. Two-pointer. BYU will win by five or more. Okay, BYU is a four-point favorite. 
Uh, according to the experts in the desert, they are, uh, I think, a three-point favorite, according to Ken Palm. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so if Jeremy makes this and gets a swish, mm-hmm. um, his and one. And one. Is Zach Selyus and Nick Emery will combine for three or more three-pointers. That would be a great thing for BYU. If those guys get going from the three-point line, good night, San Francisco. Here you go. Pass the ball back. My two-pointer. T.J. Haas will outscore Frankie Ferrari. Ferrari had 21 points in the first game on the Hilltop. T.J. scored just 12. I see see you. Okay. Okay. Ferrari is a legit player. Okay. He also has a legit name. (laughs) You got to be a legit player with that. And one. BYU will make more three-pointers than San Francisco tonight. BYU made six in the first matchup. San Francisco made nine. The Cougars are averaging 7.3 three-pointers made this season. They're giving up an average of 7.8. So I'm going against the Mm. grain on both of my picks. I like BYU a lot at home. I think TJ has a big night. I think BYU as a team has a big night from the three-point line. Those are our and one picks. That's kind of bold, man. I I respect it. I respect it. I I do. Coming up, we'll see if we have time for Dennis Pitta to show. (laughs) (laughs) We do have time for Ashley Garfield. Assistant coach for BYU women's basketball. What does the number nine seed at this point in the NCAA tournament projections mean to the program? This is BYU Sports Nation. Smile and wave, Ashley. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU looks to get some revenge against San Francisco. Tonight, sorry. That's not Co- what Coach Rose wants, Brian. Sorry, Coach. This is this is a former player talk moment right now. And yes, BYU wants to get revenge against San Francisco. You can listen in and see if that happens. The game is live on BYU Radio. Coverage begins at 8 p.m. Eastern with the pregame live with Jerem Jordan. Listen on BYU Radio or the app. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation with our second fabulous guest of the day. She is Ashley Garfield, women's basketball assistant coach, former BYU basketball standout. Ashley, nice to have you back in Studio B. Thank you. It's good to be here. What goes through your mind when you see BYU in the bracket as a number nine seed after a win against Gonzaga? You know, obviously it's great um, to be back in the bracket and things like that, Um, but we know all too well from our last experience of being in the bracket that um, we've just got to focus at one game at a time right now um, and take care of business, and and if we do that, then we have great chances of being in the bracket. You've gone full coach mode, haven't you? (laughs) Attempting to. I'm I'm learning a thing or two from my years of being in the coaching uh, world. I'm going to try to bring her back to the the players' conversation. So I mean, we talked about this right before we got on, and um, the the players being so young. Yeah. So with this with this moment and opportunity, what are you trying to do to try to keep you know your players even keel and I guess a little bit more focused, but not you know too for much? sure yeah. for sure. Um, we definitely want to do enjoy the win on Saturday and whatnot, but um, on Monday actually at practice, Coach Judkins made a real emphasis um, of making sure that that the girls were focused and that we weren't going to slip up this time. Um, worked them really hard. We had them on the line, running lines, you know, just trying to keep them really focused on attention to detail. Um, because I think with a young team, like what we have this season, that's going to be the biggest difference is, is just those details. Were you guys able to write some, um, notes to the teachers saying that excuse them from class? This- <laughs> <laughs> nah, you know, the student athlete part still comes first, unfortunately. I thought it was athlete student. 
It's 2000. It's 2000. But it's 2019. I made that rule. You know what year it is, Brian? I'm sorry. No. It is. I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't. I went to class a lot. A little bit. A little bit. A lot. Uh I I hope our players are listening. Go to class. (laughs) Yes, go to class. Please go to class. Wink. (laughs) Dan Nielsen uh, mentioned that the hope is for your team to act like they've been there before. And after the first one Mm -hmm. against Gonzaga, understandably, there was just this elation, just amazing feeling, release of energy. And you couldn't help it because your team is so young. For sure. Mm -hmm. This time around in Spokane, you beat them again. How did the celebration compare this time around to that first win? I actually went to the bench right after Paisley got fouled, and I said, make sure, first of all, you don't come on the court until we know for sure that the game is over, no rushing anything, um, but also just make sure we act with class and, and understand that this is the expectation that we have, that we want moving forward is to um, be in those situations where we're beating top 25 programs consistently because that's the kind of program that we want to be and that we think we can be. So what um, what makes you guys such a, a tough matchup against them? And, and, you know, what changed after you guys, you know, uh, had that the three-game losing streak? Um, I think as far as matchup-wise goes, um, Gonzaga's always got great bigs, um, especially. And so having, obviously, Sarah Hampson in there, she gives Ikira Rice um, a little bit of a headache sometimes. A I little think. bit? <laughs> She's being nice. <laughs> Six seven definitely helps. I know for sure. she's a force. It's yeah. crazy. Um, and I mean to be able to beat them without Chalet as well. Um, having that added depth in the tournament will be really nice. But I think obviously we've seen all season that our guard line I think is um, is phenomenal and and gives everybody within the conference a real trouble guarding, especially those starting three guards. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our bench has has really stepped up and helped as well. So we've talked a lot about the format of the tournament on the men's side. BYU hosts San Francisco tonight on the men's side. A win over the Dons would. In a lot of ways, it makes it feel like the Cougars would lock up a bye all the way to Monday. What do you think about the tournament formats this year going down to Vegas? Um, I think it's it's great, especially in the sense of the WCC looking to protect teams getting as many as we can into the NCAA tournament, right? Um, not having to worry about playing lower RPI schools, especially early on in those, mm-hmm. those tournaments, um, avoiding upsets. But obviously, it also gives those teams that have a chance to play on the court a little bit of an advantage. Um, we'll go in on, hopefully on Monday, um, having played a team that will have already played on Saturday and won on that court. So um, there's a little bit of give and take, but I do like the new format because um, it hopefully ensures that the WCC gets more teams into the NCAA tournament. Why not reward the best of the regular season? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and, and that I'm ass- I would assume that kind of changes how you guys want to schedule and your preseason outside the conference, right? Most definitely, yeah. Um, Dan Nielsen, he does all of our scheduling for our team, um, and he's done a phenomenal job over the past few years of putting us in a position to be able to to have a great RPI and, and go into conference um, as long as we take care of business with a great chance at an at-large bid. How many minutes could you play right now if uh, Jeff Judkins were to throw you onto the floor? Not that many. <laughs> <laughs> um, I get on the court occasionally with the girls uh, if our practice players aren't around, but... Um, they, they go like extra harder against you like oh this is my opportunity uh you know what I feel like now I'm just so weak as it is <laughs> they could just push me around I'd like to think I'm a little bit smarter than I was as a player yeah. um but athletically wise they definitely have the edge what changed after the three-game losing streak to help BYU get on another run and get back into the tournament bracket for now yeah um I think that there was a refocus on detail. Um, One of the things that we did is we changed up how we were running our offense a little bit, um, spreading the floor a little bit more and utilizing Sarah Hampson, kind of picking and rolling to the basket really 
uh, utilizing her strengths versus being a low block player. And, and then we, uh, we talked to Brenna especially about looking to be more aggressive and more assertive offensively. That worked. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. She's uh, she's been phenomenal the last few games. West coast conference player of the week. So we, we go into every season thinking, you know, these guys or, or these players are, are my studs. I can count on them the most. Um, now that the season is coming to an end, who has been your, your biggest surprise player? I don't know if it's necessarily a surprise to us, but I think probably more to the rest of the conference and, and the basketball world would probably be Paisley Johnson. Just from her role last year, she was a, a great, great player for us last year, but she's really stepped up for us and has kind of been that rock. And then obviously the emergence of, of Shaylee Gonzalez to have a freshman having the season that she is is, right. is pretty incredible. What's the game plan to avoid an emotional letdown coming off such a high win in Spokane against San Diego, who is really struggling this year? You know, we we dealt with that after our last Gonzaga win. Uh, We had Portland come in on that Saturday and and we were down almost that entire game and had to come back and win. And so I think drawing from that experience and our girls kind of remembering that we can't let those highs get too high um, and, and focusing on that one-game-at-a-time approach. Um, San Diego always plays hard, and uh, you've always got to come ready to go against them. Ashley, we gave Dan Nielsen the BYU Sports Nation karma for the road trip to the Northwest. It worked. It did, just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to now give you the BYU Sports Nation karma to take care of business and avoid the emotional letdown against San Diego. Good luck uh, on Saturday, and uh, we you. would love for you to sign our BYU Sailor Coop flag as well. Yes, All right, watch, watch, Ashley watch. Garfield. That's a this that's a good that's good of a coach right there because after a big win for us, Bronco would be like, "You suck right here. You got you suck right in film. This is in film in front of everybody, right? We <laughs> haven't even got to individual film rooms. This is in the big meeting. Yep, I coach. I got a pick right there. What, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Ryan, you're in the wrong position. Yeah. I had an interception. Right. I don't care. You're in the wrong place, and you still suck. Coming up, what's on the docket for BYU softball and BYU men's golf? And Resort Cities today. Ah, yes. And the BYU team reaches their highest ranking in nine years. Details in the whip. This is BYU Sports Nation. Shout out to today's guest, Dave Odom, former ACC Basketball Coach of the Year, the man who coached Tim Duncan at Wake Forest, and now the chairman of the Maui Gym Maui Invitational, and Ashley Garfield of BYU Women's Basketball, fresh off their upset win at number 13 Gonzaga. If you missed any of it, download the podcast. Go to BYUSN.com to watch full episodes. Also, shout out to my boy, Dennis Pitter. We definitely had time. They just told me no. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. With the Gregorian chant. <laughs> Men's basketball host San Francisco tonight at the Marriott Center. Tonight is a revenge game. And that will be on BYU TV at 9 p.m. Eastern with pregame coverage starting at 8 p.m. Eastern on BYU Radio. Are you sidelining tonight, bro? Yep, I sure am. The West Coast Conference (laughs) named BYU's TJ Haas and Luke Worthington to the 2018-19 WCC Men's Basketball All-Academic Team. Nicely done, gentlemen. Football. BYU football announces that they will play Dixie State on November 12th, 2022 at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. That will be the first game of the two teams meeting. Dixie recently made the jump from the FCS level as an independent team. Women's basketball. Brenna Chase on the NCAA.com Women's Basketball Starting Five for the current week. Starting Five recognizes standout performances. Chase had that. 38 combined points. Shot 61% from the three-point line and wins at Portland and at Gonzaga. Baseball. BYU baseball plays Texas A&M Corpus Crispy tonight. In the Clayburgh College Classic, the Cougars are hoping 
to bounce back from Monday's loss against Cal. You can catch that game live on BYU Radio locally in Utah on 107.9 FM at 7 p.m. Eastern with my boy, not Spencer's boy, hey Jason Shepard. Hey, now. Swimming and diving. Men's and women's swim teams take fifth in the 200 medley relay at the first day of the MPSF Championships. Both swim teams will continue their competition today. In fact, happening right now. Started at noon Eastern while the dive teams begin their competition in about four minutes. Golf. Number 32 BYU men's golf will participate in the John Burns Intercollegiate starting today at 5 p.m. Eastern in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. Cougars placed ninth in this tournament last year. It's a Hawaii type of day. Yeah. Softball. BYU softball in Cathedral City, California, right next to Palm Springs at the Mary Nutter Collegiate Classic today, 1.30 Eastern. They'll take on Nebraska, followed by Missouri, who the Cougars lost to in this tournament last season. So while we have vengeance on the mind, why not include BYU softball? Yes. That game at 4 Eastern. Good luck to the ladies. Tennis. BYU men's tennis climbs to 27th in the latest ITA collegiate rankings following their 4-0 over UC Irvine last Friday. The ranking is their highest since 2010. That was my Congratulations to Brad Pierce and BYU men's tennis, number 27. Today's rise and shout goes to former NBA All-Star Carlos Boozer, who tweeted out the following last night following Zion Williamson blowing out his shoe and hurting his knee. Quote, get well soon at Zion NPS. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing. Zion NPS is the Zion National Park Service. <laughs> they responded on Twitter and said... Thanks. We're expecting a lot of snow this weekend, so be careful out there on the roads. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Things athletes say or do. Our question of the day, how would you best describe your level of confidence as BYU hosts USF tonight? Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort celebrating 50 years. Raindog89 says, I'm as confident as Cameron from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I'm willing to go along with more confident peers and given, but deep down I'm shaking in my boots. Holler! The conversation continues 24-7 on the Twitter, the Gram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. For Brian, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Gary Trost. Go Cougs!